there's this weird thing happening on our YouTube where every single comment is like, yo, these animators are going crazy. Yo, these animators need therapy and their therapist needs therapy. Like these animations are out of control. Elon Musk in his brain, he just doesn't have this one part. This one part is what everyone else has. It's you see something and you're like, hey, that's risky. But he just doesn't have that part of his brain. We're going around doing our intros and at the other end of the table, this woman goes, hi everyone, I'm former CMO of and I'm like, ah, oh, thank God I showed up tonight. We met these girls at the All In Summit. They were 28 or so and they were like, guys, something really funky is gonna start to happen when you're 28. All the people that went to Wall Street, they're gonna start to look around and be like, wait a minute. Welcome back to the Smart Nonsense Podcast where we talk about entrepreneurship, self-development, challenging norms. We're on like episode three of the new season. Episode Things, three. This as far is, as I as far as I know, are still going well. Going great, really. Um, no, I, I think like four season... times today. Oh, all right. Tangent. All right. It's just a little tangent Didn't... right in the intro. <laughs> Thought we were having a conversation, but you were just you had that one prep. <laughs> hey, um, that's a lot of times because it's it's one forty eight. It's actually not even one yeah. where you are. Uh, no, it's, it's it's twelve forty eight p.m. Because we record these twice a week now. We're back. We're back. And Maybe we I got woke some up threads. like two hours ago. So uh, tough start to the day. Well, um, you were up late, brain blasting. Yeah, yeah. Well, what happened is I'll have I'll have hockey, and that's kind of late, um, dude. And then post hockey, I, I um, dude. Okay, I, I thought of this thread because I went to the bathroom. I don't know how to. I don't know how to talk oh, about no. this. But basically, uh, after hockey, sometimes it's like too late to get like a full meal, so I just want like some fruit or something to eat. But I have nothing in my house. You know that. So I then ride. Oh my god, I forgot about this. I, I ride like I'll put my headphones in and listen to like Naval or something. And so I'm just riding, and I'm. I have the uh, noise canceling, and I, I go to like pass somebody. And a fucking delivery delivery dude is fucking zipping by me right as I do that. We smash into each other. And he, like, almost skids off the road. He's freaking out at me. And I just, like, fucking do this. Dude, it was, it was crazy out of nowhere. Um, well, last pod, you, you almost killed a kid doing the same thing. I know, dude. That's why my chickens are counted, dude. <laughs> they're, they're, I don't get many left. I don't get many left before Whoa. I'm the chicken that gets run over. Um, we can't have that, Pop. Well, we cannot have that. I bounce back though. So okay, I go and where am I going? I'm going to get some fruit. And when I get to this place, it's it's a couple blocks away, open till eleven, which is sick. I get there like ten forty five, and I see the blueberries. Now they're blueberries that are are four dollars, which is like okay, that's kind of it's kind of like fair market price uh, for blueberries. But then I see they got another section of blueberries, and I don't know if these are like. Uh, Driscoll beet blueberries or what? GMO. Right, GMO. But those are $1.99. Watch out, dude. Your boy's stoked. Your boy's oh. stoked. So I go, and I'm, I'm about to make an investment. And now I don't want to invest significantly in blueberries if this price isn't real. So I go up to the lady. She barely speaks English. I'm like, does this, how much dude, is this? I cannot believe you are at a point in your life. So your whole thing is premium economy, right? It's just like you don't ever want to worry about the prices of things. You just, you rip. You're doing price checks now, dude, <laughs> with the clerk. Can I tell you? Because ramp, ramp is like you've exceeded your <sighs> your total credit because your credit is zero dollars, and we're a credit card. Um, 
<laughs> it but actually makes fine. no sense. That's our, our business credit card is declining everything because we miss one payment. Our credit limit is just zero forever. Right. And not you get sure how that works. You 50K a month in revenue and, and it's a zero dollar credit limit. But, you know, your boy's a little nervous. I don't want to commit to this. This lady, she doesn't know what's really going on, scans it. It's like, yeah, it's two bucks. Uh, all right. Are you going to buy this or what? I'm like, no, no. Let me come back. I go get one of those handheld little uh, carts, whatever they call it, like the a basket. Basket, dude. I don't go shopping very often. Uh, I get a basket and I just fill it, just one after another, dude. I show up to her, barely able to lift this thing because I don't go to the gym very often. We all know that. I show up and she's like, "What the fuck is this? Uh, do you need a bag?" And I'm like, "No, I have my backpack." And so I'm filling. I'm going from basket to bag. How many cartons? These are like pints of blueberries. I'm. Li- I I got like uh the first the first thing I got like fourteen. And she's like, "All right, you good?" And I'm like, "No, I still got space in my bag." So I go back to the blueberries, get another three, jam them in there, take out my towel that I just used to shower in hockey, and just fill every nook and cranny. Come out with seventeen, um, smashed. Smash five last night. Five. Another pints? three this morning. Oh dude, I went to the bathroom. It was it was green. I bet dude. it was green. No, well, pure blue, pure blue. So we used to, and maybe you should do this, but we would go to Michigan every summer for vacation, and the blueberry harvest is in August, and you go with just a pail. It's like a mm. five gallon bucket, <laughs> and you just go pick all the blueberries you want. They're probably like fifty cents a a. a pint or whatever if you pick them yourself oh, and for days we would just eat handfuls of blueberries and we'd have like green and blue shits dude so that's a lot to of the blueberries. Brim. last time i did this because i know 17 is my capacity i think i could actually fit more um because i took my towel out. i think i had some more space but i didn't want to like freak out the whole establishment i just wiped out a whole right. section of this yeah so let, so let me get this straight you did a price check for a $2 pint of blueberries. And then you went on to buy like $80 worth of blueberries. But it was $40. $40? Because I saved. Oh, okay. 50% okay, 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 okay. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. In the end, it Fuck. wasn't that much. But um, no, it felt really good. Um, and now I'm just stocked. Well, I'm actually halfway through already. Wow. But, uh, that was a good start to my day, other than almost crashing. Um, I think I have to drive a little bit safer. Uh, Something. Yeah, dude. Dude, I'm something. Flag down. Something. Don't wear a helmet. Either. And then, you, and then you good. woke up at at eleven a.m. Huh? Eleven uh, thirty, actually. Eleven thirty. And I, I woke up to a cruise text, and she was like, "Easy, oh, no. dumb nonsense." Oh, oh, it's dumb nonsense. It's well, a girlfriend. She was, she was like, "Let's." Do you want to meet at like eleven thirty to talk? And I oh woke no, up at 11:30 I've, I've, and so oh, I've, like, oh, oh, you're a deadbeat. She's like, "This um, guy's an actual deadbeat." I'm. I've done half of my day, and I'm ready to talk, and he's in bed. I'm just starting, dude. But uh, pack no, it I'm up, sick. dude. I'm sick, dude. Pack it up. I got a lot of fod. I know you. You might have more fod because you just went to your first live event. Two, two live events. It's <laughs> not my first live event. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know, yeah. So, so the thread I've got is we're part of Sampar's founder. I call it like founders therapy, right? We actually don't take part in any of it. We don't use it, which is funny. Well, I got I got fod on that too. Oh, you got fod on that. Oh no. Yeah. Um, so I went Hampton. to, it's called Hampton and it's, I don't know, 500, 600, a thousand founders or something. And there was a meetup in Chicago. Now I think what's more interesting than that is yesterday pop, we finally kind of like, so there's this weird thing happening on our YouTube, on our shorts 
where every single comment is mm. like, yo, these animators are going crazy. Yo, it's Henry's animators versus Dylan animators. Yo, these animators need therapy and their therapist needs therapy. Like these animations are out of control. And so we had the realization like, oh, people, maybe we are best known for our animations. So well, like maybe we should actually promote Clipped the animation studio, the, the agency behind everything. I think our thing, there are very few channels on YouTube that absolutely to the T or in the deepest part, just don't give a fuck. And one of them is uh, whatever that channel that you sent me, the one with the Steve Harvey. Uh, I don't know what it's oh, called. Oh, Meat Eater, I think. Meat <laughs> Yeah, whatever it is. Meat, some, meat Canyon, I think. Meat Canyon. Meat uh, Canyon. Um, which is just an auto but, and, and to explain it for people, it's like, it's like, it's like South Park animations, real kind of like nitty gritty, but like really dark, and really dark on humor acid. and tripping on acid. And then I think it's like one artist or editor and he or she just like, they have like a kernel of an idea and then they just take it to the absolute limit. And it's, it's amazing. Crazy. And, and so there are very few people that, that create content like this because normally if you're trying to make money off brand deals, like the only people that would sponsor you are like like dick pills or something like that so it's like okay i need to make money i'm gonna make my content a little bit more pc but now we got like dinosaurs like twerking on our stuff like i don't even like half the things have like dick jokes or like jerking off jokes um so i don't know if like we're kind of conflating like the animators just with like going wild versus like the actual animation skills and also it's difficult to tell like are these a bunch of 13 year olds that just saw a funny joke from someone older than them and now they're commenting that but I didn't even know about this whole commenting thing. I just assumed we always had animator stuff because I never looked at the comments until well, now. So, so it's funny. It's like your metric for when we started these shorts was I want every comment. Like we don't want to think about competing with anyone else. I want every comment on our videos to be about how amazing the edits are. Yeah. That was what you said like a year ago. Um, we're like, if, if people are commenting about how amazing the edits are, then nothing else matters. And like that kind of happened for a while. But now it's at this point where like the animators, literally the edit has become a character in, in, in our world, which is like, right. Okay. So, so yesterday we talked for like three hours, which we haven't done in a long time. And we're like, oh, maybe there's something kind of like the Gary Vaynerchuk, like maybe there's a serious agency or animation studio behind us. And if we, institute the right CEO or the right person who's been in that world before, then it could be a hundred million, 500 million. Well, VaynerMedia sold for a billion bucks three years ago. Basically years ago. the the business side of what's happened recently, we had a pod a couple, I don't know, last week where like, Hey, we got like a quarter million dollars in debt, which is not ideal, especially when no, we're like, well, yeah, that was in theory. I think it's 150,000. Okay. Um, 150 yeah. but actively every month losing at that point like 30k a month and so like already paying shit on like credit cards for some reason and so we're like in a dark place and then this week we're like hey nico can you sell and he's like all right i'll sell and now we're sold out and it's like it, dude immediately what are we doing because we just never like spent time to like we have this wait list of people didn't touch that at all we, we don't know anything about sales like the, the whole company we structured to just be completely hands off for us. And it succeeded in spite of that. 
again and this again. This is kind of the like the brilliance of like as an entrepreneur at some point you need to like let go of um I guess we let go of operations but like you have to like give control over to someone else and like let them just run with it. You and I were too busy writing and making content to just like pull people off of the clipped waitlist and place them with teammates. So we, the, the business was just like running like shit just because but, we were focused on something else. You give our head of operations two weeks and some incentives and he's like, yep, everyone's sold out, done. So literally like, oh. selling our own team. <laughs> huh. so, what's, um, but like the issue is basically with the extra profit we had, there are basically two options. One option or three options really. You could keep the money and just keep that profit and you run it yourself. Or you dump that into content which is what we did. We just took all our profits and it's like, okay, let's reinvest in the future or use that money to hire an operator so that they can run it and build an even more awesome thing. We took that create the content thing, which meant we didn't have enough money to hire a proper operator, which meant the whole thing just didn't grow. It's like, oh, what the fuck is going on? And then it was just constant stress because it's like teetering on the edge and we didn't delegate to anyone internally well. Um, so now we're like, okay, that number, if we get to 200K a month, that is enough buffer where we can successfully be out of the game, creating our own content that's like 20K a month or whatever it is, and then also have an awesome CEO potentially, um, especially with our, our mission of smart nonsense. Like there are a lot of people that I'm now realizing that are like low key fans in the background that have just been like watching our shit or following us. That the founder of no idea we're there. what we're recording this on right now, Riverside, he's DMing you like, yeah, I've, I've been listening since like episode three of smart nonsense just <laughs> right. silently like when you were doing book reviews and it's like what right right he's like yeah dude i saw your like how to hire in the philippines sent that to my hr and they're like what the <laughs> fuck is this this is amazing um and it's just like this dude's just been lurking like how many people are just lurking and then um it's kind of a different thread but yeah basically like we realized uh especially it's, it's we're just well connected and we could get somebody especially yeah now so it's basically like Okay, now that we have all this distribution, we should actually promote Clipped, kind of being dumb about that. And then we need to go find the person who's built the $50 million or $100 million agency. Maybe it's the number two or number three person at VaynerMedia or at Vox or like, I don't know. And then you just plug that person in to run their, blue, run their uh, playbook on Clipped. And then that just chugs in the background. So and 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 this is so this is the Mr. Beast model, right? It's like Mr. Beast just spends all of his time making his content. Um, he wanted to release a product that was feastables, so he went and found I think the COO or CEO of RX Bar, and he's like, "You run feastables now. Good luck. I'll just promote it." So we're like, "That's a nice playbook." So anyway, I'm really hesitant. I don't like going to these dinners. I don't like small talk. I don't. I just, I didn't really, I was like, why am I going? It, I hate it every time I go. Mm. And coincidentally, I get there. First, this woman sits next to me, Lauren, and she's, she's like, let me see if I stalked you hard enough. And she knows like everything about me. She's like, Oak Park. Um, uh. She was just like negging me because there's this funny, um, when you, there was a prompt for the group, it was an acronym called CORE. It's like, I don't know. C stands for commitment. O this. R is respect. Um, e is I, hate I don't that know shit so much. Okay. Yes, but everyone has to abide by that. And she's like, "Oh, you're probably gonna probably gonna get that one tattooed on your on your arm too now." And we hadn't nice, we hadn't talked dude. about like any of this. Do you find out you have a girlfriend? 
Uh, I guess, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, she's married. That's a, um, that's a, that's a flirt, dude. That's it was funny. Sick. It was really funny. Uh, she's one of like the faci- facilitators and executive coaches. Uh, Anywho, we're going around doing our um, intros, and at the other end of the table, this woman goes, Hi, everyone. I'm Lindsay. Uh... <laughs> former CMO of RX Bar. And I'm like, oh, oh. thank nice, God, dude, I showed up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really cool. It was actually, uh, actually, this was part of my thread is like, I hate small talk. But then what this group did really well is there was a leader. And um, he, right, you have to go around and do like a little icebreaker and everyone says who they are. And then there was a prompt for like something to talk about. And so then the conversation got like actually really interesting and deep mm-hmm. and the people I sat around were really cool. So that was cool. And I, we switched seats like halfway through before dessert. And then I was sitting next to her and uh, the CMO, the former CMO, who's an executive coach now. Um, it was just kind of cool. Cause she knew, she knew the entire RX team that went over to Mr. B. She like knew that playbook. Mm-hmm. Um, she said they're having a lot of fun. Yeah. I got to follow up with her. It doesn't really mean anything for us, right? Because it's a it's a different age um, industry completely. Yeah, yeah. But it was just kind of cool to like, you know, not want to go to this dinner and then literally like the CMO of the thing we were talking about all day is there. And well, so like it, it's kind of cool to be plugged in like that. Then, the, I mean, if you want the threads to keep weaving, interweaving, uh, intertwining maybe even, the... Okay, so Paticus, who's uh, Patrick Campbell, he's one of our clients. He's also in this Hampton group or whatever. Um, he sold his company for 200 million bucks, bootstrap. Sick dude. He works with us, and he shouted us out on Danny Miranda podcast, who's also a friend. And I post that little clip on Twitter. And then I'm realizing, like, Danny has a small audience, but it's, like, super well-curated. Like, the, the people we care about on Twitter, same with Patrick Campbell. So now, like, they're cool ass people that now follow me or like just started coming out of the woodworks and so one of them is this what is it jeremy kai is that his name mm-hmm. so, um founder of italic who we've talked about before in the past of like just makes like takes the manufacturers of luxury clothing and just removes the brand a brandless thing and i i wear I don't so it's like same same quality house goods right. and clothing and apparel no brand name just right no logo which so like I love of the I price. I don't give a shit about it. And I, I like it better, honestly, without. And so now he's he finally responded to a DM that I sent him like a year ago just because he saw Paticus's thing. It was like, oh, fuck, I missed this message. Like, props to you. Like, I heard you were in Chicago. You still there. And it's like, have this back and forth. And now as we're talking about, oh, maybe we want to launch merch, but we want to launch it like Lululemon quality or the best quality in the world if we do do it. This guy does that he knows the manufacturer that makes lululemon so it's like oh fuck if if ever we wanted to do that now it's just immediately there partner up with jeremy and so i'm just realizing like twitter twitter's a really small audience especially when like going through your channel yesterday and it's just like m after m after m on youtube but like people don't like you can't connect with those people like there's no dming back and forth there's no responding to people versus twitter now I just I've had five interactions with people that I've looked up to for a year in the last two days. Um, it's all because nuts. of this little shout out. So I'm like, fuck. We should. I, I kind of experimented with this 
with this on the smart nonsense account which has like 10k followers but not as good as personal but like posting our email comic just in like thread form on our own personal channels i think we should really explore that because it's something no one's doing and then if we do it right where it's actually valuable to people then i think a lot of people are just going to get to know us and the, the right type of people versus just the dirty and stuff it's like nice animations don't they need therapy it's like we don't yeah. we don't really need that um so we get a lot of like competing like it's what are we weird it's time like and um it's like Oh, these people started to come out of the woodwork for us once we got into the newsletter game. It's like, yeah. that's the game that they all kind of understand. It's like, we're doing hundreds right. of millions of views on YouTube. <laughs> no one gives a shit. Right. We launch a, a newsletter with 5,000 subs and all of a sudden, like, everyone's like, oh, these guys are awesome. These guys are crushing. These... It's yeah, like, I, I can't figure out why because now people are literally like, dude, I love your video. Like, Andrew Warner or whatever, just like responding to my stuff, like uh, um, some other big people on Twitter are like, dude, I've been a huge fan of your videos, like asking for advice on videos. I'm like, dude, why is this all happening now? Like I, my views have only gone down. It's, <laughs> it's really like... confusing. Something um, about the newsletter uh, actually being, I think a lot of these people don't understand YouTube and TikTok right. and they probably well, don't even watch it that much. I, I think views have just gotten so inflated. They don't know what's real and what isn't. Yeah. Because a view could be a three second view or in our case, a 50 second, one minute long view. And it's like, they don't know it's a minute long. So we know because our audience is like, knows our names and is like Henry and Dylan competing. So it's like, like I don't know the names of half the people I, I follow that just get like a quick little uh, dopamine hit, but people are actually invested in us just through shorts. Um, so it's cool, we're gonna have that crossover, but we gotta figure out two things. One, like how we promote the newsletter better because uh, we want that shit to grow because it'd be cooler since it's the same amount of effort. Uh, we also fucking got to hire an illustrator. It's really hard to hire, which is Ugh. good and bad for us because um, we just find people that we think are promising and then they just like can't live up to the bar that we have. And we're like, we're super laser focused on only hire better. So it's just um, more difficult and you got to like pay for trial tasks and shit. So basically like you promote smart nonsense, you promote clipped because we want to get that to 200K, which is like, it's probably not going to get there naturally. We have to do some promotion. Um, and we've never promoted anything with our channel. We're at 150 grand a month. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, highest ever. We thought we were at that last year. But no, dude, that out, was fake news. What other threads you got? Um, let me see if I got one that's interesting. Uh, well, I, I got a couple. One, oh, one I'll just couple. say on, because um, this goes back to, I know some of your conversation was like, uh, what do you call that? NDA'd. But like in my Hampton group that I no longer go to because I don't like calls. It's like a three hour waste of time every month. But one of the people in that was Brett who created Peak, which is like the morning brew of Canada. Mm. And Peak just sold for five million bucks um, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, a month ago. And I just ignored him. I'm like, oh, dude, I don't give a shit about like newsletters or anything. <laughs> we now do newsletters and he's like a, probably a great resource. But it's just like, I don't know. The, seeing the value of all these connections and now like with the dude you talked to yesterday, I don't know how much you're allowed to say, but like he had DM'd us to work together and then he's like, I guess we didn't respond and he goes and makes his own thing and now they're getting like offers to like be bought by big people and it's like, I don't know. It's just, um, I don't know my point of like there the is an, world un an and, like, unformed the, thread. 
uh, <laughs> semi-form thread. Half well, thick. it's it's just like everything's really. I get why Naval, and we're just in the virtual world, so it's even less so important. But like, I get why Naval's like, dude, just think in the long term. Like, integrity is everything because you don't want to fuck people over, and then everything's interconnected. So um, that's super true. Because because now yeah. being in these worlds for a bit, we start to see these players where it's like, up. Oh, breach of integrity up oh, they're fibbing about that or lying about that and then it's just like a burned bridge you just like never because then you can never trust that that person ever yeah. it's like the gotta be careful gotta be careful you want more threads dude i dude, got more threads dude um, give me a thread another one uh can't be about your girlfriend that's not your girlfriend can't i be. don't know what that is oh so this is what i want to make on that point of like brett brett in the peak and like the hustle, they had 40 employees when they sold. Uh, Morning Brew has like 80. And like, it's just a fuckload of employees. Um, and they're all running basically the same playbook, which is, hey, uh, we're going to put out paid ads, which get a subscriber for $1. And we know that their lifetime value to advertisers is $3. So we're just going to yeah. infinitely pump the best ads that get us the cheapest customers. <laughs> um, and they just run that playbook over and over and over. And now we've always been scared to do anything paid because we're like, I don't know, organic just feels nice. And organic's also cool because like if we do better job in our videos, then it grows our YouTube channels as well. Versus paid is like, here's your crack cocaine hit, and then tomorrow if you stop paying, it's you're it's gone. just not gonna build a cult of super fans with paid stuff. Well, you would because they get into your newsletter. Yeah, but it's like it's just always seemed different than the yeah. person who's just like coming, not because there was an ad in front of their face, but just because they're down down for the cause. I, I guess it, it would be sick at some point, kind of like how we avoid having any other operator or anyone come in and like grow this thing. It'd be sick if we just got someone that was dope at paid when we did have enough money for paid because we could make a really sick video ad. And now you make one amazing ad or a couple different variations of it, figure out which one performs best, and run that for fucking a decade. Like Morning Brew had one super high-performing ad that he said, uh, Austin Reef said, made them tens of millions of dollars just from this one ad that just kept running. It's like, if we have that clear, here's the lifetime value of a customer, it's five bucks, 10 bucks because they buy these other products. Okay, now we can make sure to acquire them for less than that and just run it to the end of time. This is a really simple formula. That's what fucked over the hustle. They didn't grow as much because Sam wasn't as like business minded. He was had a little bit of like the scarcity, wants to keep a lot of money in the bank. Versus Austin's like, no, uh, I put in this much money, we get this much money back. Let's just fucking dump everything into that. Um, so just interesting. Like, I haven't heard many newsletters taking the organic approach. Honestly, heard none. So it's it's cool that. Uh, Maybe we'll be the first, but it's it's whatever at like five or six k subs. So it's like we got to kind of figure out a better way to to promote it if we wanted to grow faster, um, which would be nice. Dude, nice. Thread. Hey, that's it, dude. I, I didn't know if you were gonna help out or anything, but no. um, I'll keep going. I mentioned Austin Reef. Uh, hey, you want to see my drawings for today? I got some good ones. Well, the good ones uh, aren't bad. can you see any of that? I see a horribly drawn Twitter bird. You see and a horribly drawn put $2 cash. Um, I did just send you a video of this homeless guy in the New York subway. Uh, this janitor is mopping the subway floor. Homeless guy just yanks his yellow um, 
uh, water bucket over, sits down, takes a shit in it. Dude. It's like, honestly, I got... <laughs> The, the best thing, I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last pod or just in a call, but, like, my Super 73, <laughs> other than almost <laughs> crashing it every day, it's amazing, dude. I never have yeah. to go in the subway and see hobos pooping in buckets. It's like, you don't, you don't need to. Half I of saw the a video yesterday of this woman, this naked woman on the freeway uh, no, in San not. Francisco thought... just waving a gun around, shooting it in the air. You don't, yeah. Well, Yeah. I don't know if the Super 73 is going to save you. Imagine you're going down the street. You just get shot in the head by a, a naked no, woman with dude. a gun. That's not That's the way you want to go out. Um, okay, I mentioned Austin Reef. Got another thread here. He had a tweet where he's like, <laughs> I've talked to hundreds of multimillionaires. Or, yeah, I assume it was multimillionaires. Basically, a shitload of rich people. He's like, the thing that they love most, <laughs> more than selling their company and making tens of millions, is having cash flow. <laughs> like all they want, like once you make all that money, granted, I guess you get interest payments, so there is some cash flow coming in, but it like doesn't feel the same. It's like people just love, hey, this year I'm gonna make a million bucks, two million bucks, and that's like security versus it's, I have this money in the bank and like I'm I'm drawing from that every it's day. It's so I don't know. That that's always odd to me. I'm like, if I had 15 million bucks in the bank. Just off interest, if you take out a couple percent, you're going to make like 500 grand a year, 800 grand a year. Like that, that cash flows. What do you need to go buy laundromats for? But I, I, think, I think they just see the number going down and it, it doesn't yeah. feel good, assuming you spend more than interest. Yeah. Um, it's not, yeah. It might go down in the short term. Uh, so that's just like, it, it adds fod to my, hey, we don't really need to like sell a company. I don't think like psychologically it's probably better if we just have a company that prints cash. Um, I don't know. There's kind of two sides to that. Cause it'd be nice to have like a, a fat wad of cash. It'd be nice to be able to buy those $4 blueberries. Let me tell you, uh, no pesticides, antibiotics. <laughs> I don't wash them either. I bet you um, don't. I actually don't with, wash with, my fruit. That was one of the, not, that's a thread, but, but Cruz is Asian. <laughs> so she's very clean and, uh, Oh I yeah. Watch what I do. Um, yeah, I got a couple Athena's more. I got a couple more. I don't know. Um, I don't know what that okay. is. But so, listen to um, Tim Urban, who we, we talked about this. Like, he doesn't go on many podcasts, and then when he does, it's like the first time he's ever talked to a human being. So he's just really fucking excited. Googly goo, dude. We're listening to this topics. podcast. The host asked him one question about like human civilization. Tim Urban's just in Mesopotamia immediately. I'm like Tim, <laughs> the Fertile Crescent. You miss points A, B, and C. I know we're at Z now. We're in the Fertile Crescent. Where are we going? And he's just on. He's on it. You don't he's know. Just... It's really fucking sick. But that's what happens when you just write all day and just stew. Um, and also, I sent you this, but like I subscribe to him now on Twitter, and it's like three bucks a month. And for some reason, people don't like subscribing. It's also probably a bad model because like, why would you put your best content in whatever a paid section that's cut off? Yeah, what's he but doing on there? He just has a couple like interesting posts, but. On like half of them, especially about space, Elon Musk will comment, and there are literally like a dozen likes on it. <laughs> versus Elon Musk comments on anything else, and it's like a hundred thousand likes. It's just really weird. Like, oh, if you wanted to actually reach Elon Musk, like, this might be the best place. You go inside Tim Urban's three dollar a month um, Twitter circle. But one one thing was uh, in this interview, the interviewer asked, uh, "Oh, this is Logan Bartlett. He's the." one of our clients or whatever but he he i don't know if they still are um, yeah 
Okay, awesome. But he asks, <laughs> he also has a shitload of good people on this podcast. I didn't realize, but he's kind of boring. Um, we're just like weird. But hey, I don't trash talk people. Um, so he asks Tim about uh, Elon Musk and like what makes him special. And like everyone knows, like the first principle is thinking. But his other thing is like, and just the way Tim Urban talks is really cool because he clearly thinks about analogies and how to phrase things. But he's like, Elon Musk in his brain, he just doesn't have this one part. And this one part is what everyone else has. It's, it's where you see something and you're like, hey, that's risky. My, my caveman monkey mind is like, I don't want to do that because that means death. But he just doesn't have that part of his brain. So if, if he's thinking of like, oh, let's go to the moon, everyone's like, oh, my God, if, if I like fail to do or go to the Mars, if I fail to do that, then I'm going to be an embarrassment to everybody. I'm going to be poor. I'm going to like have all these issues. Musk is like, what's wrong with that? Well, because Musk's big thing is like, I forget what he calls it, but he's like, let's say there's one reason we can't go to the moon. He's like, he goes all the way to, lim to the limit. So he's, he'll be like, is there a way we can arrange atoms such that this thing is true? At the limit, he's like, if yes, if there's no reason we can't technically do this thing, then like, what's the risk? You right. just... You just do the thing. It might take a lot right. of money, might take a lot of time, but if it's not technically right. impossible or it doesn't violate a law of physics, you just do the thing. Right. There's and we're there's so really bitch, no dude. risk if it doesn't break the law of physics. It's dude, just we like can't hire an illustrator. Yeah, we can't hire an dude. illustrator. He's talking about putting atoms in the right order. <laughs> dude, oh, easy, easy, super, super, uh, no. super conductor. <laughs> um, but okay. no dude that's a different thread um different that's thread. that's probably tuesday's podcast even but yeah we'll see if that's disproven Mike. or not but oh we gotta date this podcast this is july 27th <laughs> um 2023 um so okay last last thing on risk tim urban talks about how he sees all these 20 year olds it's like advice for 20 year olds or 20 somethings basically Ugh. everyone's fucking up because we all have this like risk thing super dialed up in our brain, especially when you have parents that are like I don't know, tiger mom type parents that are like, hey, you gotta do this thing, like get stability. We have a ton of friends that like just get health insurance or whatever. Um, but that's it's also, if, if you're also kind of in our elite university circles, it's like you spent 16 years ticking every box, doing the sports, becoming valedictorian. Like all you know how to do is tick boxes that secured your path ahead right. it's like if you do this you get this if you do this you get this and so like that's all anyone our age knows how to do and so and then when box, you remove the boxes people well, go crazy it's like we like we like boiling everything down to a number so throughout school that number is just gpa it's like your gpa is your 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 net worth that's your value as a human and now when you get out of school it's like okay you're looking for that number what is that number well, the easiest one is just your income. How much money do you make? And so now or how many people you manage optimizing huh? or how many people you manage? Yeah, yeah, right. And that's what we talked about last time. It's like, I want to manage as few people as possible. Ideally, none um, or just one. So that's now the metric. And it's like people just start optimizing right away because we're so used to optimizing. But it's like premature optimization. And Tim Urban's like, Hey, this is the one time in your life in your 20s where you come out of school and like it is completely okay to just be dirt poor. Like no one gives a fuck. Granted, you're not going to be able to like go out at night and like 
party as much as maybe your other friends because drinks are 15 bucks in New York. Or like, it's like harder to live. But he's like, in his 20s, he and his, his best friend, Andrew Finn, who uh, he's kind of like the business mind behind Wait But Why, funded all of it. But they're like, we're only going to make 40 to 50 grand for all of our 20s. <laughs> Hold on. The relationship's funny, right? It's like, <laughs> Andrew ran a tutoring business in order to pay for Tim to write these ridiculous blog posts. <laughs> like, that's what these guys did. <laughs> right. It's like I have an to, SAT prep company. It's kind of like if uh, if I ran Clipped or you ran Clipped and then the other person does smart nonsense. Like, it'd just be a really weird dynamic versus, like, it's it's a lot nicer. I, especially, tutoring, I need yeah. a pacer, dude. Yeah. If Separate I don't have thread, you, dude. you'll go. thread. Dude, in the morning, not. Threads here. Tiny thread. Threads here. Helpful. Let me just yank a little bit. Um, <laughs> in the morning, it gets really dark because you're gone for the first like three hours because you're actually being productive it's and writing. Not, well, ninety minutes. It's it feels really long. Yeah. Um. So I'm just out there like talking to myself and I message and no response and <laughs> I don't know messages. What to do. Uh, uh, so I just go and take a nap. But basically, the whole point is like, it was cool hearing Tim like, hey be poor during the time you can be poor explore like people keep fucking this up you don't really know what you want so you try it so just dabble everywhere um and so many of our friends just fuck this up because they're they're trying to be the the straight a student right out of college and it's like dude you can can here's an interesting thing let me thread your thread we met these girls i I think i just talked about this but we met these girls at the all-in summit we were like 24 at the time 25 and they were 28 or so and they were like guys um something really funky is going to start to happen when you're 28. All the people that went to Wall Street and consulting, they're going to start to look around and be like, wait a minute, this is the next 40 years of my life. Like this awesome salary and full-time job after college, like at 28 years old, they start to go, hang on. I can't have like a family and kids. Like, I'm going to, this is horrible. Lo and behold, now I feel like we're, now we're 26. We're, we're kind of like, I feel like we have more friends who are all kind of looking around like, Ooh, maybe I want to go start something. Maybe I do want to be an entrepreneur or maybe I want to go work for this internet company or do remote stuff because wall street's not, not all it's cracked up to be when you're 30 working oh. 90 hour weeks. And, and now they're fucked. Cause like you already accustomed your life to living really high. Oh yeah. In college you're living. It's like, $600 rent and you're fucking like dust bunnies on the floor everywhere. It's just like a, a shithole. So it's like you can't upgrade your life really fast. Now it's really, really hard to go back down, especially when you're like almost at family age. So it's like, yeah, so we, we have, dude, Athena luck. and I have this one friend who is a consultant and she was just talking about how like she hates all of her employees. She hates the work. It sucks, but she just bought a condo and like it's the golden handcuffs. She needs the money. And so she's like, I'm going to leave. Um, and I have a plan to leave in 20 months. And I'm like, 20 months in your 20s. You're gonna do 20 more months of this thing that you like despise every single day. What, 10 even per- is what is that? 20 percent of your- I've never heard anyone say 20 well, months. Well, it lines up with like a bonus they're gonna get and like- it's But just that's like- so fucking crazy that you have to like orient your life around a bonus you get two years from now. 20 months. It's like, dude, or yeah, I think this was, Speaking of Cruz again, like Ugh. the one thing she probably really, she'd say this over and Ugh. over. Um, it's like, I kind of, I like challenge her a bit. And, and this is, it felt really like imposter syndrome me last week because we were like, thought we were going to go bankrupt. But um, it's, it was just like, 
I challenge her to think just outside of what she's normally doing. And most people just go in their routines and they're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I want to make this much money. And I'm going to like live my life going on expensive vacations. And that's how I get my happiness. But like, I'm like, that's all bullshit. Like, don't, why, why are you doing bullshit? <laughs> I went to Arkansas real quick. Dude, I watch that. She'll flare up. Um, but it's, it's all bullshit. Like, what do you actually want to do? This is one thing that I, I still want to do. Um, Paticus, uh, why do I keep calling him Paticus? Patrick Campbell. <laughs> he was like, it's his Twitter handle. Yeah. And, Super I was just tagging him lately. So I was just thinking about it. But um, he's like, the best thing, actually, at the end of his Danny Miranda podcast, he said, my challenge to the audience, because Danny asked him this, is sit down for 90 minutes and just write out, like, what do you actually want? At the end of your life, what makes it successful? What are those real wants? And I think everyone's just not on the right path. Dude, way Except to finish that. your thought. I didn't, I didn't interrupt. I was going to say, I think it's funny at the end of every Danny Miranda podcast, because this happened to me too, he asks uh, the guests to give their challenge to the audience. And every guest is like, a challenge? Like everyone is like, what, what are you talking about? I did the same thing. I was like, what's a challenge? It's just kind of right. Funny. I gave him like five. <laughs> Dude, remember when we used to make podcast clips from this? It would just be, yeah, we should roll that some That might of have those. been the darkest. It would just there... be, um, oh, and, and this is kind of funny. The Riverside founder DM'd you like, why are our new AI clips not going viral, right? And it's like, because you can't, something about putting lipstick on a pig, you can't. <laughs> You can't turn a podcast clip into something coherent. It's actually impossible. So hard, dude. I was just thinking this entire podcast of different points that I could chop what you're saying. It makes no sense. It's no, like, dude. Fuck. Dude, I remember it was so dark. We Okay, so I, we'll finish right after this. Dude, we have um, to shut down. 20-minute pod is 40 minutes, huh? Um, so last year, we, we accidentally like... We weren't in hiring, so we like overhired. I don't know. There was a, a series of mistakes, basically, um, where we we like doubled our team size, but uh, our revenue cut in half. So we like had fucking two dozen people just flying around. We didn't know what to do with, and we were just spending out the wazoo. Um, so we're like, what do we do with them? We put them on our own clips because we're like, can we at least go viral and like use them to do that? And we had like this whole ranking system of like, how good is the time cut? which is like oh my God. taking what we're saying, we'd rank them oh 1 to 10. And then it'd be like, how good was the animation and like a couple other variables. And it, dude, it was so fucking dark. It was like, no one could time Dude, a clip like, would start, you'd just be like, the clip would start and you'd just be like, yeah. And the Mongols, like if you're a 20 year old and you're telling, it's like, <laughs> right. right, whoa. But, but the, the beauty of that, I think, I think I don't know if we ever would have gotten to the realization of, oh my God, uh, even though this is a really fun conversation, it's a shitty story. Like we cannot piece this together. Like literally, like it's difficult for us to time cut it because I would get in Premiere and you would too or whatever and like actually cut it. And because what was funny is um, we coined the term taps. Where did that come from? It, right. it was basically like if I tap a song to you right now, I know what the song is. But to you, it just sounds like fucking I'm tapping the table. It sounds like nothing. Right. But and you we started, think that I understand what it is. Because right. it's in your head, but not in mine. And I have no and idea. And we, we started to realize, like, you would give me 90 seconds of you talking. You'd be, you'd be like, okay, time cut this down to 15 seconds. And I'm watching, and I'm like, I have no clue what this is about. It's right. tapped the fuck out. 
Versus I'm like, it's so obvious. It's the national anthem. Just fucking cut it to the national anthem. And you're like, so crazy, so dude. Basically, we realized like, hey, the same story that we're like, we can't time cut down. Let's just package it in like 60 second scripted version of that. And immediately all goes viral. And it's the literally same immediately. Exact content. 30 million views. We got to shut down, sick, dude. dude. Uh, Gardo. Gardo. Gardo.